Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Well, today is clearly all about living in the moment and allowing ourselves to um, be with what is. And, you know, it's a great lesson in letting go. Uh, who was it? Was it? I think it was Joseph Campbell who said, we must let go of the life we have planned in order to live the life that is waiting for us. And today I get to live the life that apparently has been waiting for me. Um, so the funny thing is I have all of these talk notes prepared and, and, uh, and, and the, the notes reflect on the song that was going to be the song today, uh, which is a song called uh, You Walk With Me which is also then walk with me is the, 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 the message that I was prepared to give today. And uh, I am going to give that message, probably peppered in with some other stuff that clearly is going to come up through me as, it, as, as always happens. I mean, I never stick just to my prepared notes ever. Um, but what will happen is I'm going to probably reference lyrics that you will have to keep in mind when you watch the service next week when Chach is back here and he actually sings the song that was prepared for today. Um, how is it, how do we live in the moment? How do we live in the moment? We've, I think that this month, this month, not just this month, this year, since mid-March, we've all been given the opportunity to more and more find our moment-by-moment -moment life. And in that, in that change, in that feeling that everything is different, and everything is different, um, we are given an opportunity to maybe grow spiritually. That's what I have decided to do during this time where, you know, I feel isolated from a spiritual community. It's been strange because I have taken over as the senior minister of a spiritual family, a spiritual community, most of whom I have not been able to interact with in person. Um, although I, I, I just want to also let people know, and people have taken me up on this, I am available. If you want to call the office, I'm, you know, there's an option for you to get right to me. And so I, I'm, I welcome the opportunity to speak to you about whatever is happening for you because I know that sometimes we can feel alone right and I think that this these these many months have been uh, perhaps for many of us rooted in a feeling of being feeling alone like we felt alone right sure can feel like we're alone sometimes you know I, I, I reflect on coming to this campus every day throughout the week and you know, it, it, it's, it's got a magnificent energy, and I know that as when the time comes when we can really bring people back into the room, that energy is going to exponentially expand and expand and expand. But I want you to know that the energy exists here. There is never a need to be rooted in feelings of isolation, separateness, or loneliness. And, and, and I've come to this realization because when I have felt that way in my own life, when I have felt separate, when I have felt alone, what I recall in those moments, and I have, and I want to be very clear, I have trained my mind to move into this place, and that is the power of these practical tools we teach. It is actually to retrain the mind into the mode of 
positive thinking with this understanding that whenever we may feel separate, we are absolutely not separate. Whenever we may feel isolated, we cannot be isolated because we are part of the infinite. Whenever we feel alone, we are never alone. We are never alone. We're always on that perfect walk. And I'm gonna say with God, which will probably confuse some people because I've just now said that God is something outside the self, which is not what I teach. But God, being all things, can be something we walk with and walk as at the same time. Because in the same way that Lydia, I am with Lydia in the room, we are a unified wholeness expressing individually. And so I am a unified wholeness, I express individually, and I can walk with God as God within that. But then I have to ask this, myself the question, and I ask you this question. <laughs> it's really the fundamental question of all faith traditions when you boil it right down to it. What is God? What is God? You know, we think we know. We teach a particular ideology around God within this construct, within new thought. We have ideas about what God is. Within any faith tradition, there are ideas about what God is, but they are just that. They are just ideas. They're just ideas. What if we got rid of the ideas? What if we got rid of the ideas? What if, and, and, and here's actually the way that we can construct it. Every faith tradition, every spiritual path, every religion puts God in a box. What if we took God out of the box, got rid of the edges of the box? What are we left with? What are we left with? What if we took the ideas that limit our concept of God away? What are we left with? Is it the wind over my shoulder that I hear gently whispering? See, now I read that on my talk notes, and it is a lyric from the song that was going to be sung today, so just keep that in mind for next week. Is it the wind over my shoulder that I hear gently whispering? I want us all to take just a moment. Just relax right where we are, wherever we are. And I'm going to invite us all to simply let go of the ideas, the preconceived notions or the, the constructed ideas that we have about what God is and simply listen for God. Just allow the opportunity for a moment to listen for God. What do you hear? I'm going to reflect for just a moment and I invite you to simply just be aware of whatever it is that you've heard but I want to reflect for just a moment that, that the things that I heard I heard some rustling of people moving in chairs I hear the solari bells that line 
the building outside as they make their noise from the wind. I hear the, uh, you can't see it from here, but I hear the fans of the amplifiers. I hear a tone that I can't quite figure out where that tone is coming from, but I hear it. All of these things, all of it, it's all God, for it is all energy. It's all energy. I think that's the power of meditation. That's why meditation is a daily practice for me, because it allows me to move into that space of listening for God, to God, as God. When I listen, I actually tap into that ineffable energy and, and, and what is seemingly unknowable. Here's what I would like us to do, though, because it may seem in that sense that God is, right? It, it is this ineffable something. I've said take away all the ideas that constrict it, but let us disabuse ourselves of any lingering notion that God is some distant thing out there that is unattainable. I hear God flying by in a helicopter. <laughs> I'm sure you can't hear it online, but these are the things that I hear. And when I become aware, when I heighten my awareness of hearing, I start hearing so much more than I ever realize is there sometimes. But God is not some distant thing out there that is unattainable. That is the whole point of the New Thought philosophy. Every aspect of New Thought is <laughs> really, actually, here's what I want to say. The, the, the history of New Thought was written in a book called Spirits in Rebellion. The whole point of New Thought is a rebellion against old thought, against the clinging and holding on to of old ideas. You know, we hold on to those ideas because ultimately it makes us feel comfortable. Right? We find comfort. We wrap ourselves in that space of comfort. This is the third Sunday of our adventure, right? It's Advent, but I'm, I'm calling it our adventure this, this month. The Sunday where the theme is love. Love is God. We know that that's a sin. We, you know, every, many people have said that. Love is a synonym for God. Maybe we can find love in this way. Oh, and this is something that I'm, I feel so blessed to have heard from someone somewhere in my life. But maybe what we can do is find love in this way. Let us stop intellectualizing the spirit and start spiritualizing the intellect. Let us stop trying to figure out what God is or who God is or the way God shows up and let us spiritualize, let us acknowledge and live from the space of truth that God is all there is and that everything that flows forth in our intellectual capacity is God. What does that mean? What does it mean? For me, it means to let go of thinking I need to understand God in thoughts. I will never understand God in thoughts. It's impossible to understand God in a limited thinking way. <clears throat> what if God really is just the infinite energy of love? 
Do we really need to think about that so much? We spend, you know, I mean, basically, I have committed my life to being a spiritual philosopher. And I think about things a lot. That's what philosophers do. We think, right? We think. All the time. We are constantly thinking. All the time. But maybe I need to stop thinking about it so much and start allowing myself to live in the feeling space that is God. Maybe I need to stop for a minute and do what the song I did sing today says and live in the moment and allow. Stop worrying about the past. I let my past go past. Stop worrying about what's going to happen in the future and truly be in the here and now, rooted in that infinite energy of love, that infinite energy of God, because that's all it is. That's all it is. Uh, There was some... Uh, I want to acknowledge Jerry Strautemeyer, who posted an article, actually, that I read a couple days ago. She posted it on Facebook yesterday or today, and it came across my feed this morning. Um, and, And it's basically physicists are now saying we need to rethink even the construct of the quantum understanding and what Einstein said about what uh, the universe is made of. And they're saying it is, uh, you know, for a long time we've been living in this assumption that it is both the particle and the wave. And we construct our idea of how to be within that by thinking about the particle and the wave. And this is aligned with new thought because we talk about this thing called, you know, infinite, infinite flow. That is the wave. And it particularizes itself into expression by means of all creation. All of this is the particular of that infinite wave. But in this article, what they are saying now is we maybe need to rethink the construct and understand it as what they have coined fragments of energy. And that's actually what I've been going to a lot just in my own contemplation of what this thing called love is, what this thing called God is, is understanding that it is fragments of energy and energy having its way with energy showing up as each and every one of us and at the core, each and every one of us, when you break it down to the subatomic and what is smaller than the subatomic, but just energy. That's it. That's all it is. Love is energy. Love is a cosmic force of creation. It is a creative wave of potential. It is the creative particulate of potential. And it is the fragment of energy that is potential. It exists in all circumstances, right here, right now, and in every moment, and is everything yet to be as well. We are never alone, ever. We are never alone, for love is always present. No matter what, are we open to allowing that and understanding that and living in the moment, moment by moment with that? Love is always present. It is not simply an idea relegated to the finite. Love is a feeling. Love is a feeling, an energetic feeling. And I believe love God, whatever we call it, can only be understood through feeling. 
Let us take the intellect out of it. That's what, I'm, that's what I think it means by spiritualizing the intellect, that we are rooting ourselves into that space of feeling. The feeling is an exponential factor in the flow and quality of our life. And so let us tap into that exponential factor of love, of God, by living unconditional love, which is compassion, and through that we make our lives better. If there is any place where we are engaged in any kind of divisive rhetoric, let us remove that from our space right here and right now and understand that it is our work to live in cooperation and in common unity with the understanding that it is all constructive. I would like us each to look at something right now in our lives. Just take a moment. It doesn't have to be a big moment. Just take a moment to bring something to mind in your life where you felt unconditional love. It may be in a significant relationship with another human being. It may be in a significant relationship with an animal, a pet. It may be in a significant relationship with a community. Where have you felt unconditional love? Just allow yourself to bring that to mind. And as you bring that to mind, that remembrance of unconditional love, whatever it is, check in to see what happens to your beingness. What does it feel like? What is the feeling? I would venture a guess that what has happened perhaps for each and every one of us is that we find ourselves rooted in a heart space and not an intellectual idea of love. That's spiritualizing the intellect. It is well past time that we move beyond limited notions, beyond limited notions of the intellect and move more into the heart. That's part of this adventure of life, not just in these four weeks of Advent, but in the life adventure that we are living. As we move beyond those limitations, moving more into the heart, I want to talk about the physical heart right now, that actual physical reflection of the love at our core. It is intrinsically tied to feelings. We talk about heart in relationship to feeling all the time. And the heart is of itself its own thinking center. A lot of people may not realize this, but there are approximately 40,000 neurons in the cardiac nervous system. I'm going to put it in quotes, right? Because we don't think of the cardiac system as the nervous system, but the cardiac nervous system, there are approximately 40,000 neurons in the heart, in the cardiac system. The heart actually sends more signals to the brain than the brain does to the heart. Yet we often give more credence to the idea that the brain has superiority. The truth is, to engage a magnificent quality of life, the heart and the brain must find cohesion in working together. When I started today's message early on, I asked you what you hear when you listen for God. 
Maybe maybe it's time we accepted that what we hear, perhaps, is the beating of our own hearts. Do you know, if you take a moment, just be quiet. It is very possible you can hear the beating of your own heart if you listen. That, to me, is God in action, and we activate God every time we feel. We, of course, teach that God is not out there. God is not something in a traditional sense, as many have come to believe as they have been brought up within other ideologies. God is not something. It is something beyond the intellect. It is unconditional. And most importantly, God is accessible to all. There is no separation. It is accessed in our expression of unconditional love. And so I choose today to be unconditionally loving. In unconditional love, there is never a but. It's kind of a funny way of phrasing it, but there is never a but in unconditional love. At first, you know, it may seem difficult because, because we may be met with, with, with many exceptions to the idea of unconditional love. If we decide we are going to be unconditionally loving, we may be met with things that will challenge that notion of unconditional love. Our work is to move through those challenges and step through them with unconditional love in our hearts to not react to them, which sets forth a whole causation experience, but to be with what is and allow that unconditional love to be at the core. Because at the core, love is who we are. I invite you to walk with me in this notion. Walk with me here and now. Know that we are never alone. Not a single one of us is alone because we are always engaged in a personal relationship to, from, with, and as God. Emily Cady distilled it very, very succinctly in this. All love is God in manifestation. So, God in manifestation is who we are. Therefore, we are love. What is God? (laughs) The answer is this. We are. Everything is. There is nothing that is not God. When the implications of this are understood, it is a profound acceptance that we may find ourselves within because knowing that there is nothing that is not God is the great equalizer. We cannot be in conflict when we understand that all of it is God. And if we engage in the activity of conflict in any way, it is our work to step back and say, no, I choose something else. In understanding that God is the great equalizer, the I am that I am is the great equalizer, there is freedom, there is power in freely giving and receiving love without condition or expectation. And that is the greatest expression we have as God. That is the adventure. And I ask you today, will you walk with me on this journey? Namaste.
Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.